What's happening, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. And if you can, if you're a fan of the show, drop me a review, leave a comment. It's the best way that you can support the show. It means a lot. I want to hear who's out there, where you're from, what you think. And um, I look forward to reading them. My guest today is going stir crazy currently. He is in the midst of what I believe he said was a like a 30-day total lockdown um, after fighting in Singapore for 1FC. Um, if you're not familiar with 1FC, they're probably the UFC's biggest competition, uh, and they're based in Singapore. They're a huge organization, and uh, a lot of former UFC champions have actually migrated over there. Uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson, Eddie Alvarez are a couple, but um, he is a welterweight fighter who just actually had a, a big victory uh, with somebody who he admired um, and viewed as a legend in the sport, Edward Foliang. And um, he talks to me a little bit about what it's like to, to fight somebody who you look up to. Um, you know, we talked about this journey that he's on up through the ranks um, and overcoming adversity. His first fight in one FC was a loss to Peter Borst and he definitely learned a lot from that and took it into this last fight. And so, you know, that mentality is certainly discussed. And he, he also shares what I think is some really important insight in the, like the first 10 or 15 minutes about what he's seen is a big shift um, in policy and in how things are handled, especially around this COVID situation in Australia. And uh, it's, it's pretty crazy to hear, you know, uh, what he's dealing with. So I really appreciated his time. He's a buddy now, and I look forward to having him on in the future. Give it up for my guest, Antonio the Spartan Caruso. But before we enjoy this episode, a big shout out to our sponsor, Action. If you're into specialty coffee or natural supplements, you need to head to drinkaction.com. And that's action with a K. Use code word curious, you'll get 15% off your order, or sign up for a subscription and receive 20% off your order and have your products shipped to your doorstep every 15 or 30 days. Specialty coffee that's sourced from Guatemala and roasted in Austin, Texas upon your order. And natural supplements like turmeric and hemp, MCT oils and bombs, and some other cool goodies that you can get on the website. Go to drinkaction.com, use code word curious, you won't be disappointed. Enjoy the show. Yo, my man, what's going on? There you are. How you doing? Hey, good brother. Yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. You sick of those four walls yet? Oh, bro. Day one, I was. <laughs> Honestly, man. Like, what they're doing over here, I'm just like, are we serious? Are we, are we actually doing this? Is this actually happening? So is that a Singapore law? No, no. This is in Australia now, man. I just went from the Singapore law. Oh. Sat in a room for 10 days. And now I'm in Australia doing the same thing. Oh, well, that makes So that's... Okay. Now I was like, man, uh, either my phone's broken or he's crazy because uh, I was like looking at the world uh, clock on my phone. And I'm like, the fuck is he talking uh, about? It's, there's no, it's not eight hours difference. It's 15 hour difference. I was like, so confused. Uh, no, it's all no, good. No, no, no. 
no, no, no. I'm back home now. We're back in Australia, so I'm not home yet, technically. Gotcha. How long do you spend in Australia? In between, do you spend a lot of time in in between fights? Or it you just come back? it just depends now, man. Because like my plan was to move to America in April, get my visa, and move over there for at least two years, and, and you know give a you know good good guy over there. Because here, there's, there's nothing for me anymore, man. Like it's you know I've, I've done it all, I've, I've achieved it all, and it's time to get over there. Oh, you know I'm part of one of the best teams in the world, you know, in in, in terms of Sanford, like. Mm-hmm. The, the guys that we got there and the coaches we got there is yeah is, is next level and I've I've definitely felt the massive improvement and um yeah so I just want to move over there so for me now it's unfortunate I have to just wait for fights to happen once fights happen then I can come back over because we're like in a we're in a crazy time in our lives man like I got to ask my government to leave the country and you know it's just like what happened to what happened to, to Australia like honestly like it's scary dude. Yeah, how long had it been? Because you had been in in the U.S. prior to your fight for a while. I mean, is mm-hmm. it markably different right now going back in the kind of at this point? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Like this 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 whole entire situation right now is just like uh, I'm honestly I'm in shock. I'm like, well, what's going on, man? Like, what's happening to my country? Like, I can see, uh, like I've seen it happen all around the world for years, and now it's happening to us. And I'm like, guys, guys, like seriously, like someone. Like I feel like I'm in a in a, in a crazy dream because for me I, I'm a very lucky guy, man. I've lived I've lived you know a pretty sick life, man. Like I've been all over the world. I've been to like 38 countries. I've traveled the world. I mean, I've seen I've seen everywhere. I've been like South America, uh, South Africa, Europe, uh, Asia. Um, you know, you know, professional fighter. You know what I mean? And you know, I've I've had a pretty cool like. Uh, you know, sometimes I admit I'm like pretty. You know, like uh, you know. Uh, what's the word lucky life in a sense I reckon and you know like I'm just saying to these people who have unfortunately lived in such a a sheltered little world for so long in Australia I'm like you guys like if you don't do something now guys like you're gonna you're gonna pay for it forever and and it and the the craziest thing is that I got to travel in this time when no one's some people aren't even allowed to leave their houses Mm -hmm. and I went to Florida which as you would know man it's like Florida's man it's crazy it's the wild west out there but to me, that's how you live. But to me, I love the eye. I, I remember as a kid, like, I swear, I'm not trying to just be nice, but I remember as a kid, man, like people would always say, God bless America, God bless America. I think, fuck, God bless America all the time. Those people are crazy. <laughs> then I went over to it. And, and ever since I started going to America more and understanding politics and understanding the world, I was like, bro, like, I swear, like, I was sitting in Singapore in the hotel room and I was like, man, Fucking God bless America, man. Like, seriously, like, and I mean that. I'm not just trying to be nice to win fans. Or I was like, bro, like, I, I, st- I, like, I really started getting into Americans when I first went over for college and I started doing a lot of research into American history. And you're like the forefathers and, you know, your amendments and your, and your, and I was like, wow, dude, like, these guys are so intelligent. Like, such a, such a long time ago, how they could see the future. Yeah. And I, 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 and I honestly, I've, I've, I've always been interested since that day. So I've always paid attention to them since. And yeah, like I said, like I went from Florida, which is literally the wild west. And it depends what, it depends what news channel you watch mm-hmm. is how you're going to take the wild west because that's where it comes from. To me, I, I see Florida as the wild west and it's awesome. You know I mean? Like you get guns, you get, you get cars, you get, you get everything. Everything's there. Like you can do whatever you want, you know, in, in terms of a certain, there's a, there's a few rules, yeah. but you can do and do as you want. Then I flew to Singapore. And it was like, whoa, like, 
like literally like I just, it was just a complete another world mm-hmm. like do this download this app go here everything's clean everything's you know you can't leave your room and i'm just like okay you know and fair enough i respect both sides of the end like some people are like no i don't live in florida it's crazy like it's too much fair enough and then i respect singapore's side and i'm just like me as an australian we had like perfectly in the middle where we are such a great country we really did like money jobs the great weather you know we had like some rules you know some you know some liberty you know liberties and eventually it was just slowly taking away taking away taking away now it's at a point where seriously some people are so far gone that like i talk to them and i'm like well man like you really like you really are so far on the other side now like and i feel like they are you can't be told they can't help them anymore like i just thought i don't you know so it's a scary time in australia it really is for me yeah, it's, I, I always like getting perspective of someone like yourself who's got the experience of both because I'm pretty yeah. isolated. I mean, I've traveled a little yeah. bit, but I haven't I haven't been to all the places that you have. And it's yeah. that perspective of doing it now too, where you can kind of see it in real time. Yeah, and that, I've got to say that's what really, really like blew my mind, man, was, was real time. Like going, like one guy actually, someone put up a, a thing. Like I, I try not to look too much into this whole thing. Like I don't, I don't watch the news and I don't even watch the other side because I don't want to get caught up in it. You know, I just, this is what I see. This is my world, what's in front of my eyes, not what's coming through the TV, what's only coming through my eyes. That's how I try to live. Because if you get caught up in any other side, you can, you can really get sent down a path and you can go a bit mad. Like you really can. And that goes on both sides, man. Because you've got one people sitting over here going, the news said it. And you got the other guy on the other side saying, I read it on Facebook and they're both looking at each other thinking, you're crazy as if you believe it. And it's like, but you're both sort of like, so I just believe what I see and what, what I believe in. And, um, and yeah, man, like I'm, I'm seeing the world in real time, like go a bit crazy. And I'm just like, Oh, oh my God. Like guys, like seriously, like I'm, I know I'm not intelligent. Like I know I can't read and write as well as most people. I'm not going to lie. But like, man, I, this, I'm only 30 years old, 29 years old. And I think the amount of knowledge that I have in here is crazy. And I, I can't even explain it to people. And I'm like, you guys got to, you guys got to be careful, man, because before you know it, like everything's gone and, and you're going to be living in a bad way. So, so be careful, man. But yeah. hey, well, you know, what can you do? <laughs> no, you're so right. It's uh, people, <clears throat> people don't want to use their brain. And I, mm-hmm. I'm somebody, I look at history as, you know, history tells the tale of everything. And it's very ignorant for all of us, no matter where we live, to look and think that how things are currently right now, the lines that are on these pieces of paper that say these are borders. I mean, I can go and if you gave me 10 minutes, I could show you 10 different versions of a world map over the course of history. It's always been like that. And kind of been disillusioned a little bit by all these distractions on you know with things that we like and tv and shows and the kardashians and ufc (laughs) and one fc and you name it right it's it's all made us kind of lose track that we're organic beings on this like organic rock and that for thousands and thousands of years people have been killing each other so that they can have what other people want 100 percent, man that's one thing that i I, when i'm when i'm trying to discuss about what I'm, what I'm saying. And I just say to these people, I'm like, just do like, and don't even go too far back. Like, here's a great example. I was on the phone because they call you daily to check in on you. These people, they, they call in daily and they say, how are you doing? 
you know, and I say, you know, I was telling my wife, I'm not doing very well. I'm in my own country, like under a house arrest, you know what I mean? You, and they're like, it's not house arrest. I said, it is, because if I walk out the door, I'm getting arrested. So, so I am under house arrest. It is that bad in yeah. Australia. So yeah. if, you to, if yeah. you were to go outside right now, you could yeah. have oh, authorities. Yeah. Oh, 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 there's police there. Yeah, for sure. There's police downstairs. Wait, they're down there. They're down there waiting. So if you dare go downstairs, you're getting locked up. Like you're going to jail. You know, you're, you're seen as such a, that's what I'm saying to these people. I'm like, you know, I know you guys are down there earning a paycheck. I know, I know that. And I know you get to go home to your family. And I said, I understand that. But you've got to understand that very small paycheck that you're earning, the repercussions you're going to have to our country uh, are crazy. Like, you guys really have to understand. Like, and don't, and I hate when people say, oh, they're just doing their job. Okay, fair enough, you're doing your job. But just because you're getting paid, it doesn't make it right. Like, you got to understand ethically. Like, fair enough, they might actually believe. And I, you know what? Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, I really hope it is is what they say it is. I really hope it is just the pandemic. And I really hope, I do, I do. I'm like, but I, unfortunately, like, I just I just can't believe it. Like, you know, like, like I was saying this later, like, I know you're sitting there earning your paycheck and, and stuff, but you got to be careful what you're doing to sit. Like, for me, it's okay. I, I just, I just done my job. You know, I just got paid. One, cha- you know, one championship are good, great enough. The organisation they're, they're paying for my stay here because it's three thousand dollars. You've also got to pay, you know, th- that's on top of that. So you, you're by law sent here, then by law have to pay to be here, three thousand dollars for two weeks. And I said, you know, for me it's not a huge problem. I said, like I said, I got paid. The, the organisation is going to help pay for this here. I said, but think about the the single mum who just lost their job. Um, she's now three thousand dollars out of pocket. Three thousand dollars is a lot of money to some people. Yeah. I said, you know, I said, just think about that. Like, do you really think what you're doing is right? And you know, she goes, oh look, we're just lucky that we've got good statistics. I said, read me back your statistics. Yeah. I said, and she goes, oh, I don't know. I said, what's the death rate? I said, I'm pretty sure the death rate's like zero zero point zero something it's so low in australia and and maybe they have the statistics but if they do hmm. i'd also like to know if they can share the ones that talk about how many people are committing suicide how many people yeah yeah exactly how many people i i had a conversation earlier this week i've been talking a lot about this and it was what about people myself right i i've not gone to the doctor in over a year and Mm -hmm. i've got an autoimmune problem that i'm dealing it's not life-threatening right but I haven't gone to the doctor initially because they weren't accepting me as a patient because of yeah. what was going on. How many people are going to die of cancers that go untreated that, you know, oh. miss risk factors for all kinds of different diseases mm-hmm. because we're concerned about some people getting sick and I'll take it a step yeah. further. I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying this, but I was always really hard on the weight problem, especially in America. Mm-hmm. There's an obesity problem in yeah. America. And mm-hmm. we started to move into a, into a direction where you can't talk about that. You're going to hurt people's mm-hmm. feelings. You're, yeah. you're fat yeah. shaming them. And mm-hmm. even as of like six months ago, Sports Illustrated did a swimsuit edition where they put an obese girl on the yeah. front cover, which yeah. I'm not saying you're a bad person for being obese, mm-hmm. but you're, you're going out of your way to propagate that message. And when you look at the statistics of COVID, the people that are dying and that are sick, that are adding to the statistics which the statistics that are keeping all of us locked in our homes and you potentially, you know, could get arrested for it yeah. because a certain group of people aren't healthy. So, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I said that from day one, man, I said, uh, no offense, like, let's be honest, like, the people that are at the biggest risk of all it, 
I mean, no offense, like I don't want to, once again, don't want to be rude, man, but you're just, just like lazy, like fat bums. Like you really are. Like you, I, I laugh. I actually find it so moronic that a person would stand in a, a line of McDonald's with a face mask on. I'm like, no offense, dude. Like you're scared of a so-called like virus, right? But you're about to literally like in like eat like nuclear waste. Like let's be honest, that stuff is almost nuclear waste, man. Like I've seen some stuff on it that I like I've watched videos they how the bread won't even break down after like a certain amount of time and they've poured like hot copper on it and it just cut, falls off. I'm like, dude, like how can you actually eat that and put that in your body? Like I just I just think that is so scary. But yet you're standing in the line wearing a mask, looking at me going, how dare you not wear a mask? About to order McDonald's, I'm like, it just doesn't add up. Like, now that's what's happening in the world. We're just we're losing our, our logic. Like the logic of like human human beings is being lost. We're just so led down any path for advertising and and you know what the TV tells us is so controlling now. It's like uh, we're what's... we're so far gone. We're so far gone. It's not funny. And I'm just like, whoa. Like like I said, it actually worries me at times. Like talking to some people, I almost get a bit fr- like, do I get frustrated talking to them? Because I'm like, man, that, like honestly, how can you sit in front of me? Like and, and and claim that you you're, you're worried about your health, but yet you know here you are smoking a cigarette, eating McDonald's. I'm like, they just don't add up. Well, now there's an there's an avenue to criticize those people in real time. Yeah. And so when you're when most and this is how I think most people operate, right? They look at life and they say, okay, yeah, I agree. This is a slippery slope. I don't want to deal with the consequences of what this leads to in ten years. Yeah. But then yeah. before they can actually take the actions to be a part of fixing that problem they remember oh but there's a a closer threat to me which is social media and the people who might disagree with me and that will affect me sooner than you know my freedoms being taken away from allowing this behavior and so people they kind of weigh the two and they say oh that's not that big of a deal and it's we got some time so i'll just keep my mouth shut or I'll configure to this because I don't want to deal with the short-term consequences. That's exactly what people are doing right now. We're we're turning into a society of like, I get it. Like I'm, I'm all for like, I'm let's accept everybody. Everyone's like, I'm I'm really am like, I'm open to Mm -hmm. like everyone. If you want to be, you know, like people who are gay, people who are, you know, like, Oh, you can be what you want to be like in this world. Really? Like I fight in a cage. People probably think I'm a moron for doing that. And I say, once again, that's cool, man. Like I have no issue with that. Like I can see where you think I'm an idiot because yeah, it is a bit barbaric, but that's what I choose to do. That It's a free world. Like I've chosen to do this in my life. That's why another cool thing about America is that especially a lot of people around the world don't realize, but America is a huge place, right? And every state has their different views. I'm yeah. glad you point but, that out because yeah. you go to other countries, it is the way China is. Yeah. If China's this yeah. way or Singapore's that way, that's how it is. We yeah. live in a in a in a country where if you don't like what New York's doing, you can move to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like oh, what honestly, they're doing, you can oh, move oh, to Los one, Angeles and, and it's one thing I love it's one thing I love about there. America, you know what I mean? I love I love that about it, the states that you guys have, like your your different states, different views, different taxes, different laws. You know, and I like that because I'm not. I, I don't want to rock up to a country and be like, nah, no more of this. Stop this. You know, I think that's unfair. If that's what you guys are going with, cool. Like, run with your thing. Like I said, 
like you know for instance singapore it's a beautiful place it really is it's it's a great country it's, it's beautiful if you ever get a chance to visit it please do so it's really nice but once again i don't i'm not into the whole laws and the whole how strict it is that's not me i wouldn't i wouldn't want to live there but once again like i said i love i'll go there visit it I'll follow your rules and then I'll, and then I'll leave. You know what I mean? You know, like I'm cool with that. You know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a person who likes a place like Florida. You know, a bit of bit of bit of mayhem, bit of you know uncertainty, and I like that. So you know, once again, I'm not going to push that view on the world. I'm going to say, yeah, this is I'm going to go to Florida. That like for me personally, that's why I want to live. I would like to live, move there for a while, not only because of the gym, but I like it. It's a cool place, man. It's a it's a fun place. Yeah, I was going to say that. So you know, obviously the move has been a, a big big thing for you. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I watched the fight a couple of times. I rewatched it and yeah. uh, congratulations, man. I know that was thank a huge you. win for you and yeah, it's gotta you be much, something man. trippy when you get in there with somebody that's your idol. And it's, I just, you know, yeah. you saw that with um, Uriah Hall and Anderson Silva. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny though. That, the next what day. What is that like? You know what, man? It's uh, it's, it, it's humbling, but it's also, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, uh, it's a, this whole, I guess, this whole martial arts is a journey, like it really is, and like it, I guess things are timing at the right time. So, you know, I had my first fight, one championship, and you know, I really went into that fight, and my mindset was, oh, I'm just so happy to be here, man. Like, I, like I'm, you don't know this, like where I come from is, is a place. It's called Adelaide, South Australia. And let me just tell you, man, nothing happens here. Nothing. Like, if we, even if we have, like, a rock band come here, they usually skip our city because nothing happens here. Like, no one's, you know, no, nothing's really going on here. So, for me, man, like, to get signed by one championship was already such a massive deal. Like, it was such a buzz around, like, you know, my family, friends, around this, the, the city. A lot of people were talking about it. And then, you know, I got a fire and, you know, it was a lot of buzz. Um, I went over to, you know, and I, I flew over to Indonesia and, you know, I, I felt like, oh man, I'm just happy to be here. Like, what an experience, man. Like, I'm in Indonesia. Like, I got flown here for free. Like, this is so cool. Like, wow, wow, you know. And that's what I felt like going into. I felt like a kid who was on a vacation. And I went into the fight, you know, very amped, very emotional, very like, oh my God, like, what, what an experience. And, you know, I, I fell short. All that emotion, literally, I reckon within three minutes, so much energy was expended out of my body that I was like, I'm, I literally was, I remember saying to myself that three minutes to the first round, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this fight. Like, I'm so tired. Like, I can't even lift my arms up. But, you know, you know, without talking about it too much, that's, that's my attitude as a fighter. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I'm here now. And honestly, like, the name says I'm Antonio the Spartan and I'm either going to die on my shield, you know, I mean, I'm going to win this fight. So I was like, well, let's just do it. Let's do it, man. I went out there and gave my best shot. And unfortunately, I fell short. And I had a lot of time to reflect, you know, after that, you know, I had a time to reflect and, then I, this camp was a whole nother experience. It was, oh man, like, this is my time. Like, no, like, I'm not here to be, like, I like Edward Fillang. I was a, I'm a huge fan of him, still am. You know what I mean? I watched heaps of his fights, but I was like, man, come October 30, I'm going to disrespect that man. I'm going to beat that man. I want to bash him. I want to hurt him. I want to take everything he's got. And that attitude itself, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people talk about mindset and stuff. And I was like, whoa, man, like, how powerful your mind is, is, is such a uh, like crazy thing, man. And literally going into that fight, I felt invincible, man. I felt untouchable. I felt, you know, like nah, nothing in this world is going to stop me. And uh, even when I won the fight, like it, I, I remember I walked out of the, I walked out of the, um, the, the, because I checked you after the fight and I walked out and I tend to get in the taxi with the taxi back to the hotel. And I just, I remember looking at the my corner guy, Mark, uh, Marquez. I was like, bro, like I'd done it. Like I actually won. 
a fight for one chance. I'm from from Adelaide. Like I'm from Adelaide, Cheshire, and I just want I, like, I want to fight in front of millions of people. Like like wow. And he was like, I know, bros. I told you to do it. And then as soon as I got in the taxi, I drove home. I went to my hotel and I was like, yeah, all right. Now like I was pretty much like, okay. Well, I'm gonna get ready because I'm gonna go back to training now because I've got to now I've got to like now I have to get back there and keep this momentum going. And that's what I could think about. People were ringing me like, oh my god, like people were like at home were going like you. If I get it, if I get my friends making a, a video, a proper video of it, but there was like about a hundred people at my house, and there were like flares. The people like my, my girlfriend's like everyone was like when you won, like everyone was crying, like it was just madness. Like it was, she was understand, like everyone was cheering, like it was going. And I was like, whoa, man, like even that that feeling of thinking, wow, like people actually like went out of their way to watch me like well that's crazy like you know you can't you can't even like fathom it and i was like wow then everyone's ringing me going i bet you're going crazy tony because they were going crazy i was like you know what like i'm not man like i told you so and you know what i mean and then i started understanding when you hear guys like conor mcgregor and you hear those guys and they're so confident and you're like oh yeah it makes sense so because you know i told you so man like, I, I told you that i'm gonna go out there october 3rd now i never knew that i was gonna win that's the thing. You never know. That's what makes the game so fun. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to win, and you know that's what that's what's so exciting about life. That the uh, the uncertainty. I love uncertainty in life. Really do. And uh, and yeah, the guy then do get my job done. I was like, I told you, man. Like to me, it's just a job, man. I went out there. I won my fight. Let's go on to the next one, man. I'm excited for the future. And yeah, it was it was it was a crazy experience, man. Like to to pull it back a bit, you know, to, to fight a guy like Edward Falang, man, was like. You know, just to meet him, I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm a huge fan, man. Like, nice to meet you, bro. But like I said, like, I, I sh- you know, I seen him in around the the, the hotel because we were in uh, isolation and stuff. I've seen him a few times. I waved at him, you know, but come the fight night, I was like, I, I want to kill this man. Like, I want to hurt him. I don't I don't care who he is. I don't care what his name is. I'm going to beat him up. And then as soon as I finished, I just had, like I said, you see me, I dropped to my knees and I was like, bro, like you're a legend, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the Wayne's world, I'm not worthy. You know, I was like, I'm not worthy, you know, because, hey, man, at the end of the day, like the guy's a legend, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm so glad that I got to get in the, the cage with him. Like I really was. And I exchanged T-shirts with him after the fire. I gave him mine, he gave me his. Um, and yeah, and I told him, I said, you're a legend. I said, I'm, I'm honored to, to have gotten the cage with you and, you know, I wish you nothing but the you know, best for you and your family. And yeah, we're going our way. And that's, that's one thing I love about this MMA game. Like, yeah. it's so like, it's cool. You beat each other up. Then after you're like, hey man, like, all the best, you know, and then you're just going about your day. It's, it's, a, it's a very honorable game. It's a very yeah. honorable game. I saw the photo of you two. I think it was in the hotel after the yeah. fights. Mm. I was shocked. I mean, he's a, he's a thick guy. He's always like, yeah. I've, he's always yeah. looked really big. I guess mm-hmm. I didn't realize his height, but yeah. you're, you, you were so much bigger than him. I was, yeah, yeah. I mean, that shocked me. Was there anything nah. about that fight that surprised you? Either, you know what, man? Way or? You know, I've watched so much about the guy. Nah, like I knew in that last round, I was like, this guy's going to come at me with everything. Even when I caught him with that right hand, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit like, oh, man, as if I dropped him, you know what I mean? But then I was like, I know he is experienced and he's tough. Don't rush, don't rush, don't rush. And even in that last round, as soon as that bell started, I, I tried to get in his face. Because I, like, I know he's, I know his mentality. I, I've watched, like I said, I watched him for so long. I'm like, I know he's going to come at me because he's going to know I have to throw it in caution into the wind. And he's exactly what he did. He came hard at me. You know what I mean? We were able to weather the storm. But we, I, honestly, I came with such a, such a good game plan. Honestly, I was so mentally like prepared for everything that he had. I was like, "Nah, I've got this. Like, there's no way this guy can beat me." And yeah, and then and it showed on on the night. 
Yeah, no, you looked sharp. I, I mean, every fight that I've seen of you, you keep the pressure. Yeah. You're the guy yeah. walking people to the side. It's yeah. uh, which I, if if anybody hasn't watched your fights, they're fun as hell. I mean, Spartan yeah. is like the best nickname for you. <laughs> um, that's, you know, that's the funny thing. Like a lot of because I'm half Greek, half Italian, so that's why my background. My mom's Greek, but that's Italian. And a lot of people, like, I grew up very Italian, like very, very Italian, like. Italian food, you know, my, my grandparents, we grew up with my, my dad's grand, my dad's parents. So just like very Italian kids, man. And in Australia, it's very like Italians and Greeks have a bit of a rivalry. It's, it's a fun rivalry. They like each other, but there's a, it's a bit of a, you know, playful rivalry. So a lot of like Greeks and Italians always like, oh, how can you not the Spartan? You're Italian. And then a lot of Greeks like, you know, you're not the Spartan. But then, you know, it was weird because when I got that name, I always liked the name the Italian Stanley because I love Rocky. Like Rocky to me, Oh, like, I love him, man. Like he's my man. Like I watched him my whole life. Like even even before I started, I went pro for my the funny story before my first pro boxing fight. That because I just I used I was an MMA fighter, then I went over to pro boxing just mm -hmm. to have some fights. And the guys they were interviewing me, they're like, "Oh, what, who's your favorite fighter?" I was like, "You know what, man? I've I've never actually watched a, a pro boxing fight before." They're like, "What do you mean?" I've never watched one. They're like, well, then who's your favorite fighter? I said, honestly, my favorite fighter would be Rocky Balboa. <laughs> they were laughing at me. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, dude, like, I love the guy. Like, I think, I think he's done such a great thing. Like those films, he like, he's so well like depicted a, a fighter's life. It's insane. And um, yeah, anyway, so back to the name, the Spartan. And yeah, I was training, and and yeah, like I said, I want to be the Italian stallion. I'm always like that name, but it was a bit, it was a, it was a bit cringy. And you shouldn't give yourself your own nickname. I remember hearing that once. Yeah. Let someone give you the nickname. And uh, yeah, I was training, and, and one of the a boxing coach goes, "Well, oh, you should, um, you should call yourself the Spartan." And he's like, "Yeah, you, they just he just said to me, Antonio the Spartan." And I was like, "Oh, that, that sounds pretty cool." And he's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Well, he's like, you fight like a Spartan." And I was like, "You know what, man? Like, honestly, like, I don't, I don't have, I never had any like." big talents i was never the strongest i was never the fastest i was never the i really and i'm not just saying it to, to be cliche like you know i was always if someone always beat me at everything but there was one thing that always changed me to everyone else's i was always the guy that rocked up the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day but i was always there and the, i started like with my brothers we all started training martial arts together doing jiu-jitsu together and i was just always there you know, always there. Sometimes they would have things on, but I would always be there, no matter what, day in, day out, every day I'd be there. And that's pretty much the story of my like martial arts. I've I've had so many different training partners over the years that just like I've had to keep interchanging because like no one can just keep up. Like I wear them out so fast that like man, I'm out of here. You know, then the next one I ring up the next guy, hey man, what are you doing? Oh, okay, I got you. So I start training for him. Oh, then he goes missing, and then the next guy. And that's why eventually I had to make the move over to America because. Over there, hey man, the great thing is they're all killers. I think I'm I, admittedly I'm getting beat up some rounds. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is what I want. This is what I need. Like you know, here was just like I kept running everyone ragged, and I was like, okay, man, like it's it's time to move on. And that's when yeah, I made the made the move. Yeah, no, it's something special happening at Sanford. Obviously, yeah, you know, no, it is. It is seriously. The conversations that I've had with uh, Rumble, you know, I have a little bit of a relationship where partner together in action coffee and mm -hmm. uh you know the the handful of dialogue the handful of conversations that i've had about him or had with him about the training is i mean henry's yeah. henry's a genius he's a wizard mm -hmm. 
but the stable of fighters to your point that you guys are able to work with every single day to push each yeah. other a mentality that you have to just show up every single day and try to get yeah. better that's the environment that i would imagine is going to help you just continue to grow to and further yeah. and further. well that, that's that, that's the cool thing about sanford like it's one thing like uh, like if you look at it from the outside in, you're like, oh, here you go. You just got all these gunfighters. You got all the best facilities, but it's like we don't we don't base it off that. We never like Henry and the coaches, Greg and they never like let us like live off those names. It's like we want to get better. We, like even Greg, we had a big meeting. You know, Coach Greg, the wrestling coach, said, guys, like, like honestly, he's like, you say what you want, but he's like, I no longer I want to hear we are the best team. He goes, because if we are the best team, we've achieved everything. He's like, no, we want to be the best team. You know, things like that, little things like that. It's like, wow, man, you know what I mean? Like, that's the attitude that we're breeding there. And, you know, even things like Greg says to us, you know, Coach Greg, you know, he says, um, you know, we don't lose, we just run out of time. And I was like, you know, like, that's, you know, those things, that that's the environment they're breeding down there. And another massive thing is that I love about that gym too is like, you know, I can't, like I said, I come from where I come from. And, you know, a lot of the times I'd go to a lot of gyms and it's almost like people don't even want to say hello to me. It's like we, you know, in Australia, we've got that very tall poppy syndrome in a sense. Like no one wants to see anyone else do good. Like, nah, nah, oh, he's doing good. Don't, don't watch, don't look at everyone, look at the other way. So he doesn't get any attention. Like here's a great example. I fought against a two-time world champion, you know, like watched by millions of people around the world, uh, you know, and, and and ESPN are talking about me. All of the Philippines is talking about me. I mean, you search my name, there's articles everywhere. And there's not one article from Australia, not one article, not so one channel spoke about me. mentality, man. It's yeah. there's not, there's to your point, you know, there's not a lot of people that are able to come out of there. So they see you being, <laughs> you're occupying that space that other people want. So there's jealousy. Yeah, you know? yeah man. And, and that, that, that's what the thing that I found with Sanford is like, I thought I'd go over there. And it's like everyone would want to protect themselves. Like, I don't want to help you sort of thing. Oh, I'm the champ. I don't need to help you. But it was the complete opposite. It was like everybody's like coming to, to watch each other's fights. Everybody's like commenting on each other's stuff, resharing. And I'm like, whoa, man, like that's that's crazy. Like what an attitude to like have amongst the team, you know what I mean, of, of, of killers and of champions and nothing but we want nothing but the best for one another. And I was, that was the my favorite thing about the gym, not the names, not the facilities, not the coaches, but I was like, man, I was so taken back with that. I was like, this is, this is, this is really cool, man. Like that, you know, I come to a gym like this and you think it would be, like I said, the opposite way, but it, it's not, it was, it was so inviting. Everyone wants to help one another. Like all the guys message me after the fire, you know, and it's just, it's awesome, man. I'm like, uh, I love it, you know, and, and just what they're doing in terms of like how Sanford's going to revolutionize MMA. I'm so excited for the future with them, man, because like, you know, like I started in a gym. I seriously do. Like we started in a gym. We just wear like board shorts, like, you know, like what board shorts are, like surfy sort of shorts and just any old random t-shirt. There was no such thing as like brands, no such thing as like rash guards. We just roll. And, you know, the mats would literally, we would share the gym with a boxing gym. The mats would were filthy. You, if you wore a gi, you could, couldn't could wear a white gi because it would just be ruined within seconds. Like, it was, yeah, it was. that's how we started in this dirty old gym with, you know, literally watching YouTube because, like, 
they were even before that, my coach really learned from tapes. Like you'd get tapes sent over. He'd watch them and then teach us the tapes. And then in my city, we didn't even have a black belt. Like, there was no such thing as a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like in the highest ranking, I was a brown belt, Leo Ruda, and he was a brown belt from Brazil. And my coach was a purple belt. And that's how we started. And now I'm standing in a gym with like, you know, world champions, you know, like Henry Hoof and, you know, Greg Jones and Cammy, you know, and, and, and then they've got like these massive facilities that are clean 24-7, you know, like we've got our own fighters lounge to hang out in. We've got a recovery room to go to, you know, and I'm just like, wow, man, like, like, it's a, it's a, like I said, like I said earlier, I really, you know, sometimes I just, sometimes I've got to pinch myself and be like, is this real? Is this real? Is this actually happening? Like, like I honestly laughed. That was one thing I've got to say. Sometimes I sit back and, you know, I actually sat on myself like, is this really happening? Like, is this real? I, I don't know if this life is actually really like, am I in a virtual reality or something? What's going on in here? Like, yeah, because I, I, and the crazy thing is, is, it's sort of just the beginning for me. And it's just like, hey, I, and I want to, I want to send my message and, and my story around the world to say, hey, man, I was just a, an, you know, a, no, a nobody from Adelaide. And I've done all this in my life. Like, what's mm-hmm. holding you back? What's, was- what's stopping you? Not to get off topic, but you, I, you've said it a couple times, and it's rung in my head. Adelaide is that um, is that where Adam Greentree is from? You know who Adam Greentree is? What is it? Who is I'll have to. Uh, I'll I'll send you a, a DM with his info. He's a, a hunter. He's from oh, okay. uh, he's from Australia. But he's a big backcountry hunter. He's friend. He's been on yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I was about to say I've I've heard the name from Joe Rogan, but I don't know if he's from Adelaide. I've I heard. Know, him, I, I feel like I've heard him yeah. say that. I've never, yeah. you know what I mean? I wouldn't have yeah. a clue what it is outside yeah. of that. But nah, Adelaide, honestly, man, like we've really ha- haven't got much coming out of here. But yeah, like I, like I said, man, like uh, it's cool. Though. I, hopefully a guy like him is from Adelaide, you know, and that's what I mean. Like, I wish he would spread his message more to tell like, people, hey, like, just because you're from Adelaide, like, you know, it doesn't mean you can't make it. Like mm-hmm. if you, it's true to the story of, you know, what you put in is what you get out. You know what I mean? And if you, you, you give it everything, then you're going to get a lot out of it. But if you don't give it a lot, then you know what I mean? Then, and who knows, you know, you just live a normal life. Like, I don't know, personally, I don't want to live a normal life. I want to live like this crazy, wacky life. And that's why I get concerned about this whole situation with what's going on in the world. Like to go to like from Adelaide to Melbourne, which is the next city over, you've got to ask for a government exemption. I'm like, what man, like if, like, dude, we used to just jump on planes and just go to, you know, Brazil. We used to go to, you know, South America, you know, like, we used to go to, you know, Indonesia, we used to go to Thailand. You didn't have to ask nobody. Now, like, to drive eight hours away to the next city, you've got to, like, ring up the government and get an exemption and you got to stay in the hotel for 14. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really don't want this to happen to the next generation. I want to live in a free an open world where everybody is accepted and everybody can do whatever they want. And I know that it's hard because if you can't do everything you want, because there's laws and I get it, but yeah, like it just, I really, I get worried for the next generation of kids. I do, man. Like I, I want them to be able to live the life that I got, you know what I mean? And I really mm-hmm. hope it doesn't change. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. So what does the future hold for you in, in one FC? I mean, I know up until your fight with, uh, with, Peter Boost, you were seven and oh. And I know like mm-hmm. talking early on, that was it was kind of a I don't think you probably feel like you were at your best for that fight as far yeah. as maybe yeah. mentally. And now going through this experience, you know, having a victory, especially over somebody that has mm-hmm. a big name, somebody that was kind of emotional for you because you've been a fan. 
I'd imagine there's a part of you that wants a piece at him again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does it look like the road will cross? I mean, he's, well, he's it's what right now? Like he's third in the rankings, I think. In he, just, he just he just fought. Then I was just seeing him in the background. He just fought. He just lost to um the number. I think the number there's number one or number two. So he oh, unfortunately wow. just lost on a decision. So. Yeah, of course. Like Peter would be, uh, I, I need that O back, man. Like, I, 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 it hurts me every day knowing that, that that I lost that my O. But at the same time, I'm excited about the future because, like, I've been saying it for years, and I know, like, I said to myself, as soon as I can get this monkey off my back, like, of, of doubt, of, of like, you know, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm seriously like, man, the world better watch out because. I'm going to run right, man. Like, I'm going to go, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, when he used to go mad and he used to, you know, no, no one could stop him. That, that's, yeah, yeah, like, you know, something like that. And because honestly, and that's what I feel like after this win, that's what it's done to me. It's like, man, I, I got what it takes, man. I got what it, I can beat anyone in the world. Like, I really can, man. Like, I'm really starting to believe it in my heart now. So, in saying that, hey, like, you know, Peter's, like I said, he's always, and I, sometimes we talk back and forth with him on our Instagram. We, we talk, he's, he's not a bad, like I said, I got no animosity towards him because I don't want to beat him up. But you know what I mean? Like, I tell him, I tell him all the time, like, Peter, I'm coming back for that. Oh, like, don't think that, you know, I know we're mates and we talk, but I'm, I'm beat you up, man. I'll make you pay for that. You know, we have a bit of laugh. But, you know, whoever, man, like, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what one championship are going to throw at me. And, you know, I really enjoy being a part of the organisation. I think they're, they're a cool brand. I like what they're doing for the sport. Um, and I just like being a part of them. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see what they say. Um uh, you know, one fight that a lot of people have been asking, like, who do you want to fight? I was like, look, Peter's obviously a guy that I talk about. But, you know, I'm, at the same time, I, I want to fight a, you know, different guys. Man, I don't want to fight the same guy after three fights, two of the, two of the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some people have been saying to me, oh, what about Eddie Alvarez? And I was like, yeah, man, like, you know, he, he is from Philly. And, I, you know, I am the I am the real-life Rocky, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we'll that, have to go down and see. <laughs> that could be a hell of a fight, man. I didn't think about yeah. that. But your styles, it would be a war. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Now, it's another guy, man. I, once again, I'm a big fan of Eddie Alvarez. I think he's a champion. Like, like, like and I've got, like, I, that's the thing. I'm an open and honest guy, man. I, I'll be honest. When I meet someone, I'm like, dude, I think you're cool. Like, I met Michael Chandler. I was like, dude, like. Big fan, bro. Like, I train with him, so you got to be. I don't want a fanboy too much. But mm-hmm. I went up to Martha's. I just want to let you know, man. Like, I'm a big fan, and I remember watching you and Eddie Alvarez back in the day. I was like, you know, I just want to let you know. And he's like, nah. He's like, thank you very much. You know, because I like I like to be open and honest. So that's that's mm-hmm. one thing I'm big on. Is like I hate people that you know jazz it up for the media. I'm like, nah, man. I like. Like even after my fight, they were saying to me, "Oh, you looked a bit tired and like going into the third. I was like, "Yeah, man, I think I ate too much food, man." I was like, "I felt, I felt sick after the laugh." And I was like, "Honestly, dude, like I'm just, I just like the, you know, be raw and honest and open and, yeah." But Eddie Alvarez is the guy that people have been talking to me about. But like I said, man, we'll, we'll leave that up to um, you know, ma- you know, management. We'll leave that up to one championship, and we'll see what the uh, the future holds for me. But at the end of that, it's, it's going to be exciting. I know that. I'm excited for it, dude. I, like I said, I, I wanted to, uh, I watched the fight the other night. I was so excited, you know, as we've kind of connected and, and seeing where yeah. you're going, but I went back and rewatched it. And then I went and rewatched like two or three other fights that you had. So uh, I'm pumped yeah. as soon as it's announced, I'll be certainly sharing it with everybody so they can go check it out. Oh, my man, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. So uh, I like watching you, your show and I like what you, and once again, I love, I love, like people step, stepping outside the box, like you guys with your podcasts and coffee. And, you, you know, I like that. Uh, that's one thing I like about, I like diversity. So that's why I like to encourage, uh, 
diversity and I'd like to, to also show support to it. So that's why, you know, I'll get behind you. Well, hey, man, I listen, I it was dope as hell that you're cutting weight and I flip it and you're in the sauna listening to the show, man. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> probably not for me. You're catching up on what Tim Kennedy had to say, but regardless. Yeah, no, you know what? I like, I like Tim Kennedy. He's a guy uh, I, I listen to him on Joe Rogan. And then I, I said that you've done it with this. So I listened to him. I like him. I think he's cool, man. He's a, like, once again, I find a lot of fighters, we're just, we're such like, we've just seen so much. And for us, it's like, you know, one thing that fighters that just separate us from any other sport in the world is, well, for, for starters, we, we do the most savage sport there is. But B, man, fighters, we ain't got it easy. Like, we never had no dietitians. We never, like, we had to pay for them. You know? We had to pay for physios. We had to pay for doctors. We had to, football, look at the NFL guys. You walk in, you get paid millions of dollars. You got doctors there. You got everything. Everything's on hand. You still you know hear. I mean? I've, and, had, I've yeah. had conversations with fighters and they're like, I'm hoping that I get my nose broke so I can get it fixed. And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? No, and they're like, well, no, they'll, the UFC will pay for my surgery, but it has to be an injury from here. So they'll like, they won't disclose the fact that they have something wrong and hopes yeah. that they actually get caught so they can get it fixed. I mean, that's mm. at the highest level of this sport. I know, man. I know. That's what people don't realize, man. Like, we, you know, like these NFL boys, they're flying around in private jets. Up, bro, we're flying economy, getting like after my camp, bro. Like, I I done them done it while I've been stuck here in isolation. I added up all my costs, all my pride. I was like, man, after after my camp and everything, man, like literally, I I I literally half my half my pay that I got paid for the show is is gone. Like I'm only walking away with like I think it was just over half of the money is is in my pocket. So I'm like, you know, like dude, like we should really do it for like peanuts. Then the government I mean? comes and says, hey, yeah. I still need, I still need my cut too. By the way, oh, the, the, but the beautiful, uh, the beautiful thing about that fight is the Singapore took the government took their cut, and then the Australian government's going to take their cut as well. So I got double screwed over. But you know what I mean? Like that's another thing for us fighters is like we know it, and we just love it so much. Like honestly, we just love it so much, and that's why a lot of a lot of throughout this week, a lot of media outlets were asking me about, oh. You think Edward Falang should retire? And I said, Look, man, I said, You guys don't understand fighters. You guys are on the other side of the fence. I said, You know, some fighters, literally, like you see, like Emilenko there, you know, the, the, the Fedor, you know, like he just keeps fighting. And people are like, Why is he, even Roy Jones Jr., you know, why do they keep going? And I said, You know, some people just like to fight. They just like to have a fight. They just want to get in there and punch someone in the face. So I said, They're either going to do it in the car park of a shopping center or they're going to do it in the ring. Like, you know, honestly, like, don't, it's not always, like, to us fighters, it, it isn't it always about a sport? It isn't always about being athletes. Sometimes we just, some guys just like to, you know, have a scrap. Like, you see, what's his name? Um, uh, Masvidal, he's, he's a guy, he just wants to beat people up. Like, you know, if you don't have him in the cage, you, you know he's fighting on the street. Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, Cowboy Cerrone is another, you know, another guy, man. They just, they just want to fight, man. Leave him be. Like, if that's what they want to do, leave them be, let them compete. They're not like other ball players, man, that, you know, they do it for the, the paycheck. Like, some guys just like to have a good old fight. And I say, you know, good good luck to them, man. <laughs> Go get it. No. Couldn't say it more more perfectly myself, man. Yeah. I know it's uh, I know it's super late. I appreciate you doing this. It was uh, a little bit nah. of a struggle, time zones and everything, but, yeah. man. When you, when, you, when you said it to me, you're like, and I looked at the time, and I, then I sort of thought to myself, I thought, wait, 
what have I got to do tomorrow? I've literally got, like, <laughs> where am I going? Like, I can't walk out that door, man. Like, so I was like, just shut up and just wait, you know what I mean? So it was all right anyway, because I wanted to stop and watch the one championship. I'm going to watch the, the main event just about the start in a minute. So I finished uh, watching that. And, yeah, man, like, what do I care? Like I said, I'm just going to chill out now and then uh, get some rest. Well, don't go crazy in these remaining days. What do you have left, like eight or nine days? Well, way more than that. I'm only, I think I'm in the fourth day. Uh, I'm on the, I got in on Tuesday and it's Friday night. So what's that? Because apparently, the, the, this is another funny one. The, the, I had an argument with the lady on the phone. She hung up on me. So I said to her, just a quick before we finish, I said, oh, um, so when do I get out of here? Like the day I got in here? No, no, no. The day you got in doesn't count. I said, well, I said, pardon? She goes, the day you walked, came in the hotel, it doesn't count. I said, how does that not count, love? Like, I walked in, the day counts. She goes, oh, no, it's according to the laws. I said, I don't care about your laws. So this is the problem what's going on in the world. Any, If you just hear the word law, it's, it's almost, yeah, it has to be. I'm like, honey, the, the day was Tuesday. Like, you can't ride the Tuesday after fact. It happened, whether the law is not. I said, how is that not count? I said, you know, the funny thing is too, when you send me my bill, I guarantee you're going to bill me for that day, aren't you? Because that's that. And then, you know, she, she had nothing. She just hung up on me. I was Bingo. like, okay, okay. So then, I, then she rang me again today. I said, oh, you're the one who hung up on me. I said, yeah, you know, you're doing a great job down there. You're supposed to help me. And yet you hang up on me. She goes, yeah, whatever. I was like, I you're just, looking, I for, just have a, you're looking yeah. for it. I love it, man. <laughs> no, well, I just, you know, what it is? Hey, they're screwing with me. So I screw back. Gotta I just have, have a laugh with them, with them man. Uh, I was, <laughs> exactly. I was getting, uh, I don't know, like in America, we get, I don't know if you may get them if you have a US phone from being in, in Florida, but text messages, especially like the last week about, you know, are you voting for Donald Trump? Are you going to vote for Joe Biden? Are you going to vote for Trump? I, after a while, yeah. I started sending some shit back. If you, you know, it's like, what? Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't, you don't need yeah, my, to. My, fr my friend, my quiz, he, he's, he's an American. He was telling me, he was telling me, he's like, man, I just keep getting all these messages. And he goes, he did the same thing. He would write back to him. But what is it? What, just quickly, what is the go with the whole, uh, what's going on there? I, I'm trying to understand with the Biden Trump. What, who, who wins? What's going on? So, I don't know, man. Like, there's, yeah. I, I've got my issues with the whole system and the way that everything is set up. You know, right now, Trump is slowly losing his lead because of mail-in ballots. And here's where my problem is. So anybody that decided to listen to this whole thing and, and is still with us yeah. and isn't going to hang up as soon as I start talking about yeah. this, maybe they'll agree or disagree. But when you look back even to January, everything that's happened along the way seems like it was written in a movie so that it lines up perfectly for all of this to happen. And, you know, Donald Trump shocked the world four years ago. A lot of people said that it wasn't real, that he, he used Russia to get in. That was proven through investigations to not be the case, but the, all of the news media, I don't care who you are. You can't deny that they've hated him and they've wanted him out. They've looked for every reason. They, they impeached him in the House of Representatives to try to get him out. That didn't stick. And when they when COVID happened, all of the states individually started changing their laws to allow for mailing in your ballots. States yeah. that really have never accepted that. Some of them, a lot of states accept like absentee ballots, but it's a small, small number. And so they're able to manage that. And it doesn't really impact elections a whole lot. Yeah. They've changed it all saying, we don't want people to go out to the polls because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But 
they pushed this like the Democratic Party and Biden pushed this as a way and they they had a huge campaign for like the last five months about mail-in votes get your if you make sure you mail in your votes everybody mail in votes everybody mail in votes <laughs> well at the end of the night of the election trump was winning in a landslide but after <laughs> all of the in-person votes which are all of the people on the republican party who still went to the polls to vote yeah. after they were all counted and the number was set on how many they were all of a sudden they started counting all the mail-in ballots yeah. And magically, they're finding just enough in all these states that are run by <laughs> the opposite party to yeah. eclipse him. And it's yeah. just like, I don't, I yeah. mean, I, I think every vote should be counted that's legitimate. Every vote, <laughs> if, if that was what the rule is, then count the votes. But yeah. this, is a, this is an honest to God, I'm not lying when I say this. My wife's uncle passed away about nine or 10 years ago. She lives yeah. in, outside of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania right. is the state right now where this is happening. Like, so mm-hmm. lawsuits already getting filed. Her, my, my mother-in-law got a mail-in ballot in the mail for her brother who's been dead for 10 yeah. years. And so yeah. like, I don't know how much of this shit's true. I see people saying they trace their vote and people who voted for Trump trace their vote. And it's actually been tallied for Biden. Other people say they can't find their vote. I don't know if that's even true or not. Yeah, but that's that's what I mean. That's what, yeah, yeah. Now that's why you got to be careful with like what you believe, and that's what I said before. Like whether it's the internet or, or the news, you're just like oh, I don't know who to believe anymore. And that's why it gets a bit crazy. But I mean, I I just think like definitely there's something like fishy going on down there, man. Like in America, that no one likes Donald. Like you and um Tim Kelly were saying, he's saying things about like you know like half the time people don't don't want to vote for Trump. And they're like, why? And they're like, oh, just because I don't like him. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, but what, what you, what, well, how come you like Joe Biden? I don't know. I just, I just hate Donald Trump. You're like, yeah, man, it's not a popularity contest, man. You need someone who's going to run this, like, and people don't realize, but America has a massive, like, holder, like, on the world. Like, man, America, you know, in terms of, like, what you guys do, you can dictate a lot around the world. And that's why for me, for the first time ever in my life, man, I was like, man, I, I care who's going to be the president of America. I was like, I really like, and I don't know why, but I'm like, I think Donald Trump's the guy, man. He's the guy that is is crazy enough that once again, he's he's just an honest guy. Like that's what I love about him. Like he's the sort of guy, yeah. He's 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 just like you and I. He's if he sees a hot girl, he's like, damn, that girl's hot. Like what is wrong with that? I don't get how in the world, like you are now being like called a pig because you looked at a woman and thought, oh shit, damn, that girl's like she's beautiful, she's hot. Yeah. And someone's like, you can't say that. You're like, wow, I'm complimenting. I said she's beautiful, like she's hot. Yeah, but you can't say that. You're the president. You're like, what? What? Like, um, I can't the president, but I'm still a human. Like, if I find someone attractive, like, oh, he should be able to say it. That's why I like him. I was like, you know, and I really think he's he was the guy. And I was, I really hope that, you know, the whole this whole thing sorts out and Donald Trump gets in. I don't know why, but I, I'm I'll backing leave, him, man. I'll, I'll leave you with this. If all I ask is if they remove him and they say that he can't be president or they say that Joe Biden won, just let Melania stay as the first lady. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> let Melania stay. Let let Joe so, Biden's wife go to her bridge club and she can go hang out and do stuff. But let Melania stay there because those uh those sexy blouses and that fucking accent, ooh, man. That's ooh, that's well, what's see? gonna help at least help yeah, me I, keep myself sane. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, man. man.
thank you so much for coming on. We need to do it again for sure. Yeah, and, no, uh, it's fun, man. It was, it was fun. Yeah, if I get myself down to Florida and you're back, then we'll have to link up. But uh, regardless, sure, good luck with everything in the future. And uh, I appreciate I'm looking forward you, man. to the next fight. I appreciate you, Tom, and I appreciate you. Thanks, my man. For sure. I'll talk soon. Rock on, bro.